Hey investors, on this week's podcast, it's going to be a little bit of a touchy-feely podcast. May not be down your alley of what you're looking for, but before we get going, a little bit of announcements and my take of the current marketplace. And I think what we're seeing right now is a lot of places that were really heavy tourism dependents, such as Miami or Florida, are getting kind of hurt right now. Expensive markets where people didn't really want to live there in the first week, but had to, like San Francisco, Seattle, New York, San Jose. Rents are definitely coming down and people are moving out of there. I mean, you're seeing a lot of people moving to Sacramento to get away from the Bay Area. And I think you're going to see that trend continue away into the more secondary and tertiary markets. Overall, despite high unemployment collections and occupancy, at least across my 4,000 units are going pretty strong at this point. Deal volume is down. I think it's just a part of it is like syndicators just can't raise the capital at this point. And uh, one thing that's hurting deals right now kind of coming out is like lenders are requiring these what I call COVID reserves. So an extra like four to six months of reserve payments, which on a big deal can mean, you know, several hundred thousand dollars just sitting in the bank account, not doing anything. So that is kind of diluting investor returns for a lot of folks out there. So, you know, just a general trend, which is Yields are coming down, but um, you know, workforce housing is sort of a safe haven in terms of all asset classes out there, especially when you look at the people running from retail, commercial, office space. And, um, you know, any kind of hotel investments. We're starting to see turnover finally pick up, which is sort of a healthy thing in a way. As people, the same place orders are wearing off and people are, if they had to move out, they're starting to move out now. They're trying to trade up or trade down in their housing. Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac loans are well below 3% now, which is just amazing. This is really, really the time where, to me, I mean, if you've been cash flowing at these crazy levels, I mean, it almost makes anything make sense picking up. And uh, unfortunately, for those people who are doing a little bit more distressed deals out there, the bridge loans are kind of going the opposite direction, probably maybe to do with the uh, uncertainty out there. Uh, a lot of those rates are looking like 7% or higher. Um, so sort of, sort of a divergence there that's happening. A lot of the rumblings that you've been probably hearing is, you know, people think that a lot of distressed inventory is going to be coming online in the year 2020. 2022. I just think it's a bunch of hogwash. People just giving excuses why not to do anything. And um, which might be true though. Stimulus and people are going to be hurting. Just me personally, you know, I'm kind of mostly going after stabilized assets with good tenants in place. So if asset is going through forbearance right now, they're likely turning their class B or A tenants into class C tenants unpaying tenants. And at that point, I wouldn't buy it. So for, as far as I'm concerned, my kind of my buy box, or some people call this your strike zone, I wouldn't swing at those pitches anyway, those more distressing inventory. But if you're one of those guys out there that wants to go, go after a little more hairier projects, yeah, they're coming. It's just, I'm not hitting that. A scammer alert here. Had an investor in the club get taken for a lot of money. I'm not going to say how much, but it's definitely higher than six figures at a 4x website and as we were talking these guys are kind of diabolical so what they were doing was like they got these gals to kind of instant message and build a lot of rapport and really get to know investors to a point where you know they knew their family members a lot of personal stuff and they built a lot of trust and they built this forex website which was based in hong kong really hard to track these guys but yeah be on the lookout for that you know forex trading I hate to say if it's too good to be true, it's probably not, but that's, you know, people said that about AHP a few years back when they're giving 12%, and um, I think it's kind of proven over the years to being a total legit 
investment. But yeah, personally, I'm not even a fan of Forex, so I wouldn't even have touched it in the first place. Uh, we try not to be a political show here, but it looks like Biden's might win. But you know, I don't, I don't really care. I mean, the way I look at it, I've been looking at some reports on taxes and how the Trump tax breaks will look and what the Biden tax outlook will look. To me, it doesn't really matter because us as sophisticated investors, especially in the mastermind and in the know, we're always going to know which way to turn and what to do. It doesn't matter really what the tax agendas are at the time. At the end of the day, you know, as far as operating procedure going forward, real estate is in demand and coming out of a country that was shut down, I am even more confident in workforce housing and secondary and tertiary markets uh, where we cash flow. And uh, yeah, 2.6 to 2.8% rates out there. I mean, that's unbelievable, unbelievable. But yeah, if you guys uh, haven't, please join the club. It's simplepassivecashflow.com slash club. And uh, check out our Hui Mastermind that we did last year. I am kind of on the fence right now if we're going to have it. But um, yeah, let me know if you reach out to me. Lane at Simple Passive Cashflow. Let me know if you guys want to come down to Hawaii, get the group back together again. And just to leave people with a little bit of a mindset of, you know, COVID-19, not getting any somewhat political here. Terrible illness, but I'm just using this as a metaphor. COVID-19 attacked folks with weaker immune systems, the, the elderly, those with diabetes and pre-existing locations. Now, I'm just saying that I think it's also attacking folks with sort of like a non-laser mindset outlook. When I'm saying that some people are kind of sad and scared out there, and I would say if you notice someone that in your personal Rolodex or your, your circle, reach out to them. You never know when somebody needs to have a... Uh, call and ask them what's going on or say hello, especially when we're all socially distanced at this point. Don't let the COVID-19 be an excuse to not take action and go after your goals and set goals. All right, guys, like I said, a little bit more of a woo-woo podcast this time. Uh, we try and sprinkle these in because after all, you know, a lot of us are credit investors. At the end of the day, we start to realize that Simple Passive Cashflow is actually pretty simple. And after that, it's about designing our lifestyle. Hello, Simple Passive Cashflow listeners. Today, we are talking to Mariko Frederick. It's going to be a little bit different today, a little bit more touchy-feely, um, not too much of real estate or wealth building today, but Mariko does work with a lot of high-end professionals, um, Olympic and professional athletes, CEOs of seven and eight-figure businesses, and she is a transformational speaker and performance coach, and she is founder and CEO of Soul Priority, and um, that she uh, we'll bring her on and kind of talk about some findings um, with folks that are, you know, sort of listeners of this podcast and insights. Um, but welcome, Mariko. Thank you. Thank you for having me on today. Yeah, so let's kind of get right into it. Um, you know, you, you and I were kind of talking before and, you know, you, you work with a vast variety of high-level performing folks. Um, mm -hmm. I would say the, the people that kind of listen to this podcast primarily are working professionals, but man, these guys are high-performing folks, you know, making over 100, 200, 300,000 a year, um, various level of white-collar um, jobs or medical professionals. So Mariko, so a lot of people are coming to you for, you know, help getting unstuck. What are some of the motivations that maybe if somebody's listening right now, they're, they're feeling that kind of triggers a lot of your clients to find you in the first place? Sure. So most of my clients have a feeling inside. They can't put their finger on it, but they just know they're meant for more. They feel like they have another purpose. purpose. Most of my clients very well. Uh, financially, have done big things in their life, still fight that, 
or they're meant to do. And so they, I love working them because that's something I'm able to help them with is discover exactly what they're meant to do before. Are you a non-incredited investor looking for opportunities to invest passively? How about a newer investor looking to get a bit of a track record and confidence from your spouse who's a little bit skeptic of what you've been listening to the last few months? And could you use the reinforcement of double-digit returns paid like clockwork in the form of monthly dividends? The American Home Preservation Fund, or AHP, is currently open again and is looking to bring new investors with them. I have been investing with them since 2016 and originally I used it as a means to pay for my regular expenses. I started with $60,000 as my initial investment and that paid my car payment completely for me every single month. AHP collaborates with existing homeowners to keep them in their homes via restructuring or selling the debts unlike their competitors. It's a way to make great returns while feeling good about making a social impact. After investing myself in the fund, it was awesome when owner George Newberry saw the impact Simple Passive Cashflow was making and eventually approached me to become a spokesperson of the company. You can start investing with as little as 100 bucks, and if you want a free bird zone book, please send me an email at lane at simplepassivecashflow.com. For more information about investing with AHP, go to hpservicing.com slash investors. I like to buy stuff. Well, that's Is there any, I'm some selling. kind of like a trigger? Because I know when people kind of find simple passive cash flow or they start to do that dive late into evening on Google, how do I, you know, quit my job? It, it's usually because of some big event. Is, is that some of your findings or is it just a general buildup over time? I'd say there's two types of people. So one type is they know they're meant for more and they're really seeking me out to figure out what that is. Um, I do a lot of work by referrals. Um, the other is they have accomplished so much in their life, but they feel unfulfilled. And so on the outside, when you look at their life, they have made, um, you know, very good money and they have accomplished things that not a lot of people in the world can say they've done. And yet, they still feel like, uh, quote, empty inside, or they'll come to me and say, I kind of feel dead inside. And that's not something they can talk about because on the outside, their life looks really great. Now, what are some of the barriers for why someone would, you know, not kind of white knuckle it or keep, keep moving forward? I mean, I think a lot of us have this mindset, or at least I do that, hey, life's, life's tough, suck it up, you know? Yeah. And so a lot of those people have done that. Like they've gone through that part and that's why they're so successful is they did get through that. They do have a really solid mindset around money, but what about the rest of their life? What about their legacy before they leave this world? Because once you have attained a certain amount of money, it's like, okay, but what's next? I have all this money. I have these, you know, accolades. Now what do I do? How do I feel fulfilled? How do I wake up in the morning and really feel happy with my success? No, I think a lot of barrier is for a lot of people is, you know, just time, you know, especially if they have a family, you know, to go spend some time with somebody kind of talking these issues out or they're not, they're not really issues, right? They're just, yeah. um, they're kind of more barriers. Yeah. And like, how would you say, like, how, how does this kind of work into someone's busy schedule? Oh my gosh. So great question. When we're thinking about abundance, um, one of the things I learned when I died when I usually don't say I died because there is no death. When I left this world, I'll tell you, I never more alive. Um, but when I left this world, I realized 
there's a lot that happens when you, when you leave this world. But one of the nuggets that I brought back was that we tend to, and specific money cage, right? So abundance is part of a creative energy. And so we, you know, if, if you're really thinking um, a little bit higher conscious, you can say, okay, money is created, not um, when we think of music, think of poetry, that's creative energy. And right now, especially during the pandemic, we're not worried that we're going to run out of music. We're not worried that we're going to run, run out of poetry or artists, but we're worried that we're going to run out of money. And interesting money in my experience in, in, in death is that money is in the same category um, as abundance and abundance creative energy, right? So whether you're creating music or creating money, it's the same energy, it's the same concept and we have access to it. And so just the way that it, it really has to do with your mind and your beliefs around me. And so I would say that most people on the planet have some winning belief money and that they either money has it's hard to earn that's a belief it's not a true one or money is hard to come by or enough for and those are actually not true and when you leave this world you realize all that right and then it's like oh my gosh i was believing in 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 um in lack and so when, when i came back i realized that abundance is literally all around us and so to answer your question you really have to be tuned into it. You have to change the mindset. You change your conversation about money from the moment you wake up, the moment you go to bed. And just to give people a little bit of context, you know, you're kind of referring to um, how you kind of your near-death experience. Um, Marika doesn't really like to get into it, but for the most part, um, you know, she had she had Lyme disease and you know, kind of had this epiphany, um, kind of in 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 the low period of that. So. Um, was that kind of that epiphany kind of uh, came at to you at a certain point or was it, you know, did it take days to sort of um, come together for you? Both. So when I came back during my death, I had what I call a download. It felt like I was being, first of all, my death didn't feel, I'm sure I wasn't, I, so it happened at home. So I wasn't connected to, you know, machinery at a hospital. Um, but my husband will tell you it wasn't very long. You know, it may have been, been just a matter of minutes. But on my end, it felt like I was there for 800 years. So for me, it felt like I lived a whole lifetime there. Um, so when I came back, um, I, I had gotten kind of what I call a download. I'd gotten a lot of information to bring back. And they told me it wasn't my time. I had to go back and help people. So when I came back, I understood it. But, I'll, but it took me a good decade to unpack it and be able to understand it in a way that I was living it. Plus, I went through a long-term illness. And so I understood it on one level, but how do I make it, how do I live it, right? That took a decade. Yeah. Would you say it was more um, you needed to help people or was it that you needed to make a bigger impact or legacy in the world? Which of the, the two did it skew towards? Hmm. Legacy. Definitely. Um, I know that I'm here to impact a lot of people. Um, I know that when I came back, I knew I was here to, to, to help millions of people around the world. Now that said, when you come back and you can't even stand up or go to the bathroom on your own, I had to kind of, I had to kind of, I had to understand in a way that I was able to time, which I need to people. Right. Because, because the big of what I was here to do, that moment coming back after my breath yeah and I, and I think you know 
most of the people I'll have, you know, I still do free calls for, you know, new folks to the Hui Dual Pipeline Club. Um, you guys can sign up for that at simplepassivecashflow.com slash club. Um, but I'm talking to a lot of people who are, you know, they're kind of getting started on this journey and, you know, they're, they're kind of thinking about themselves first. And I'm not, you know, saying that in a bad way. They're just, they're just trying to get themselves settled and mm-hmm. get them, you know, it kind of, it's kind of like just getting back to baseline um, okay. in your, your circumstance. And, you know, I, I think at, at, at a certain point when money is really not an issue and, and you're kind of just, you're just kind of thinking about what's bigger, what kind of impact you're going to make, what kind of legacy you're going to make. Um, mm-hmm. But it, it, it's a phase thing. You can't, you can't, I don't think you can just skip right to going to legacy. I think you have to get yourself up the baseline mm-hmm. and put your own oxygen mask on first. But I mean, what's your, what's your opinion on that? Helping folks get, get move, move I mean, you're right. It, it, yeah, it takes, it takes years to understand what that really is. And, you know, oftentimes people have more than one legacy, right? So if you've been a professional athlete, that's one legacy, but what's after that? Um, and so because we are unlimited, that's the other thing, we're unlimited. So in our human, in, in this world, we feel, very, we feel the limitations of, of this world. But when you leave it, you're like, oh, I was unlimited the entire time and I had no idea. Um, but what I would say as far as, as far as um, how we tend to be raised from, from children to think, what do you want to do when you grow up? What do you want to be when you grow up? And so I feel like in, culturally, we, we are planning for middle age. We're planning to, because when they say, what do you want to be when you grow up? They're really thinking, at least in my opinion, what do you want to be when you're 30 or 40, right? And not who are you? when you leave on your last breath. And I have a lot of my clients do this exercise of on your last breath, who are you? Who were you? Who were you here to serve? And you do that, right? Because when we think of that, we think of the entire life, then we go back and we go, these are the people that I know that I'm here to help, that I know this is what I'm here to do. And it's easier to go back and do that. Yeah. So I, I have a um, little business and, and life coach now and we've kind of come to a point or they've kind of made me see that my big um, motivation is I'm a big ego guy. I want to create big legacy and big mm-hmm. impact. And I think about this all the time when I'm, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll bring on a new um, client into the mastermind. They, they've got to pay some money to get into that group. And then I take that money and I put it right back into something, you know, I pay a virtual assistant to do something or I, buy some ad, Facebook, ad, you know, a few thousand dollars of Facebook ads. I'm like, where did all this money go? You know, like I did this <laughs> to kind of be financially free, but the, here I am just burning it up again, putting it right back in the business. And then for what, right? Yeah. And it's kind of like, I've kind of created that short circuit where, well, you know, it's for legacy, it's for impact, it's for doing something bigger. And, mm-hmm. you know, I've got the bases covered today. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think the other thing that you're doing, um, is you are creating a network of people. So in, in my world, I call it my tribe, right? So the cost of doing business, the cost of being in your mastermind, the way I see it is that's the cost of being with, with these greater minds. It's the cost. This is the price of admission to get into a mastermind and be with people that are like-minded because the conversation that are going on in, in your mastermind is not what's going on in the rest of the world. And so you need to bring those people together to say, how can we talk about money um, 
about abundance, about wealth, about legacy in a way that's more of an expansive conversation. And so the cost is saying, okay, and the people that, that aren't willing to pay that cost, that entry, that entrance fee are going to, they'll have a different conversation somewhere else. Right. And so it's, I think it's, it's beautiful because people need to be around people who are abundant in order to become abundant. Right. And you know, I, all I know is like a few years back, I couldn't stand just talking to regular folks at work about normal financial building stuff. Just right. <laughs> Right. You go past them. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Nothing wrong with that. I used to do no. that for a long time, you know? Not, not, not at all. That. But I think it's growth is good and we do grow past relationships. And I think that that's a really difficult thing for people because they want to hold on to all the relationships. Meanwhile, they also want to grow past it and they want to go into a next level with abundance, with wealth and with their legacy. And so it's a matter of how do I navigate that and keep relationships that are really dear to me and also allow myself to grow. And that's where, you know, masterminds are really a wonderful place for that to happen. So you're working with a lot of high-end clients. Um, you know, a lot of people work in day jobs. What are some of the findings, the things you work through with those folks? Um, epiphanies Believe that they have. Guilt. Guilt's a big one. So in leaving, some people, when they, when they know more and leave the whole thing you need to do, a lot of times what stops them up is... Oh, could you, could you repeat that? You cut it out. Which part? The whole thing? Yeah. Okay. Guilt, I would say, are the biggest factors. Because when somebody says, okay, when we see, okay, this is the bigness, this is what you're meant to do before this world... But that might involve leaving their job on that, right? We don't just quit their job. But they feel sometimes guilty. Well, but my company needs me. What would they do without me, right? And so actually guilt is a big one. And I, I usually will tell them, well, you know, that company doesn't care. Next day, if you left, they wouldn't care about you. But mm -hmm. that's just me. But how do you kind of work through that? I mean, you know, people... People think that they have, you know, if they left tomorrow, the whole world would crumble. I think what you have to do is you have to step into your next before you get there. Meaning you have to step into the mindset. You have to step into feeling that next level of who you are before you become it. So, so part of what I do is I help people become the person that they need to be in order to do the thing they're meant to do, right? So that's a big mindset shift. And, and there's a lot of action around that, but you literally have to feel it before you do it. So you have to like, you really have to believe in, you have to believe in your dream. Um, if it's not something you're passionate about, then don't do it because there has to be a drive, right? In order, in order to be willing to quit your job, you have to really love what you're doing, obviously. So is it kind of like you have to know what kind of legacy you're going to create before you kind of get off of this current, your, your current job or current path? Is that a key part of it? I think so. You don't have to know the specifics, but you kind of have to be able to feel what it is, right? If you have no idea what it is, um, there's, there's no reason to quit your job. But if you are specific about this is what I'm here to do um, and you are in the financial position to quit your job or be a do both have your job and then on the side you're working your business you're growing your business it doesn't all have to happen once 
Um, and so that really just comes down to time management. What are you doing right now? You know, what are you doing next? What's on the possibility list? What could you do, but you don't need to carry that with you. And that's something that also stops people up. You look at all the possibility. Okay, this is, this is what I want to do. And it's, you know, it's this big thing in the world. Great. You can't carry that around with you all day, that idea. There's too many working parts in that idea. So you have to really use time management skills and say, what am I doing right now? What's what's on my schedule next week? And then you create like this possibility list of like, okay, and these are all the things that I could do, but I don't, I'm not doing it right now today. And then you take some of the things that you could do and you're chunking them down to where you're getting, you're sort of chipping away at them. Now, one conversation that came up a lot during our last um, Hawaii mastermind was, you know, a lot of people are, are already on the path of investing. You know, they pulled all the retirement funds. They've got things deployed and good cash flowing assets. Um, but they're realizing like, wow, I'm going to need to invest a lot more. And this is not a get rich quick thing. And I'm like, uh, yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> but then it's, it's, then I'm like, yeah, you better get comfortable, comfortable, buddy. Like it's going to mm -hmm. take a while. Um, mm -hmm. But they don't have, maybe they just haven't spent the time to kind of figure out what is that bigger thing that they're going to need to create, or maybe they don't want to create. Maybe they're totally happy you know they're happy at their current job and you know what what's kind of the advice for those type of folks so you need to know why you're doing what you're doing right so i know why I'm doing i know why i show up i do i know why i'm why i'm doing this podcast i don't want anyone to die with an assignment on their life i don't want anyone to leave this world unfinished right we don't get to go time but i don't want anyone if i can help it to leave this world and go oh my gosh i didn't finish i could have done this big thing but i wasn't i didn't i just got stuck no and because that's that's uh that happens and so i think for people that really know you know they they really feel like they want to do something bigger they need to know why is it you're right it's not going to be instant and so your why is going to get you through the hard your why is going to be, you know, thing you give up and push forward. And if you don't know why, you'll give up. So you really have to have a strong sense of why am I doing this? I guess, like, you know, one thing I'm, I'm kind of saying here is, you know, let's just say you make 80 grand a year and you save a whole mm -hmm. bunch of it and you, you, you like, you travel the world and, you know, you're good, right? If you're good, you're good. Mm -hmm. And and also if you're making $500,000 a year and that's really all you really want to do and not really, you know, take up a, a side gig or a business or create a huge legacy, mm -hmm. um, you know, nothing's wrong with that too either. Right? Well, I think sometimes the legacy is your family, right? The legacy doesn't have to be big. The legacy could be literally being the most amazing parent you've ever been or friend. It, so that's the other thing, right? We, we, we tend to believe that a legacy has to be this big thing. And sometimes it's very quiet. Sometimes it's something that nobody else notices, right? We have those people in our family that literally were the glue to the entire family. And that's, I think that's beautiful. I think that's a well-lived. So it's not just about making money and being abundant. It's, well, abundance, all of it, right? Abundance is friendships, family, relationships, all of it. Right, right. I, I think a lot of people listen to these podcasts and, you know, they hear about, you know, doing these big things, but that's not for everybody. I mean, it's, 
we don't want to, you know, shame anybody and just, you know, kind of playing the role, kind of, you know, making your own world a better place. Right. That's, I mean, that honestly, if you don't have that nailed down, then the big thing in your system is not going to fix it. It's not going to fix it, right? You really have to be, be and, and, and continue to become a person that you really are happy with. And so that's some personal development, right? You got to kind of look at yourself and say, am I, am I a good person? Am I, am I a good friend? Am I a good father? Am I a good mother? That does have to come first. Yeah. I think, I think I see in like, you know, in the real estate, for example, people with like these thousands of units, they're kind of weird people, in my opinion. They're kind of kooky. Um, I always tell my my clients, you know, let's figure out what your end game is. You know, yes. define your end game and work towards that. And then when you get it, stop. You know, I, and I use the analogy of like a, people are on a train or the subway. You know, people always get off before the end of the line. The only mm-hmm. people that don't get off are the weirdos, the homeless people. <laughs> And the people that don't really like, they're just weird. They just stay to the end. And that's kind of like the, you know, the people that keep, keep trying to achieve and do more and more, more but for what, you know, no, no reason. Okay. I mean, I mean, it's cool. And sometimes people just like to ride the train, ride the subway, but that only happens in, you know, some romantic comedies, I guess. On a first date. <laughs> but, but yeah, I mean, I, 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 I see the downside with some of the people that keep going and going and going. Yeah. yeah. That's all they have. Cause they didn't build a life as well. And any, so that, that can be any, weird. Any last thoughts um, to kind of part on um, the, the listeners here? Anything we missed? Mm. Go for it. I think that's, that's really a big message here is just go for it. You know, big, don't leave anything on. Decide what playing big means to you. Right. So like we said, playing big could mean, um, scaling down on work and becoming a parent, playing big in, you know, launching a business and, and around the entire world. But you decide what big means to you and don't leave it undone. Well said. Um, Mariko's website is sopriority.com. You guys want to check her out. And any other ways to get a hold of you? You want to put out there? Sure, I'm on... I'm on Instagram at Mariko Frederick and Mariko is spelled M-A-R-I-K-O um, and on Facebook, the Mariko Frederick. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. We try to throw in one of these, um, you know, more life building type of less hardcore investing math science podcasts once in a while. Um, if you haven't done so, please uh, check out the website. I've been doing a lot of upgrades there at simplepassivecashflow.com. A lot of uh, ultimate guides like for taxes, trade lines, um, legal, all sorts of fun stuff. So um, if we haven't connected, please um, let's get on the phone. Shoot me an email at lane at simplepassivecashflow.com and we'll see you guys next time. This website offers very general information concerning real estate for investment purposes. Every investor situation is unique. Always seek the services of licensed third-party appraisers and inspectors to verify the value and condition of any property you intend to purchase. Use the services of professional title and escrow companies and licensed tax, investment, and or legal advisor before relying on any information contained herein. Information is not guaranteed as in every investment there is risk. The content found here is just my opinion and things change and I reserve the right to change my mind. 
Above all else, do your own analysis and think for yourself because in the end, you are the only person who is going to look out for your best interests.